and Kamantari is scraping paint. If he gets through, he might go close. Count the rupee hits the lead. Count the rupee from Kamantari. Kamantari's flying. Got up. Oh, big win. Overpass still in front. Forbidden love off the fence for the late challenge. Overpass kicks though. Overpass with all the ball. Here comes Tricks of the Trade. Tricks of the Trade pulls a little bit of magic out of his Tricks of the Trade. He wins the railway She's going great guns as Fura. From Kellogg's generation, it's all as Fura. She trots in. She got it to her Amelia's Jewel out after Ironclad. Amelia's Jewel hits the front, and Walshie's West Aussie Wonder Philly has won the Northern League. Amelia's Jewel rocketing down the centre of the track has raced up to Acromantula Red Cam Man. Amelia's Jewel in front, drawing clear. A brilliant win to the filly. Amelia's Jewel has won the Now on PG Podcast Network, it's time for the year-round carnival with Vince Accardi and your host, Racetrack Rolfie. G'day, thanks so much for getting our year-round carnival extended edition today because, of course, we're starting in the Wild Wild West, the Quokka, new $4 million race, good different form lines, and Vince Accardi from Daily Sexual's got to break it apart. Good morning, Vince. Good morning, Rolfie. Do you think we might be able to have a big race just like every month? Well, why not? <laughs> you know, like around Australia, I mean, this is fantastic. $4 million race, how good's that? Well, and no hyper, no hyperbole here, Vince. In in the two big races we're going to uh, look at with the Quokka and the All Age, probably the two most exciting young horses in Australia between Giga Kick and Amelia's Jewel. Yeah, so true, so true. Fantastic. Yeah, good stuff by uh, WA too because we've got good mixed form lines, so it makes it always an interesting race. The uh, uh, the any heavy predicted rain for Perth has seemingly dissipated, so that, that's a good thing. Information, of course, is correct as of 10 to 6 Friday morning, and we'll adjust everything if needed uh, tomorrow morning. But uh, how are you expecting the uh, the setup for Ascot? Just overview when uh, when the rail's out three metres. Well, basically. Best position starts about six off the fence, six, seven off the fence, and the wider you get, the faster it gets. So it's very much like Caulfield, Ralphie. If you're like, if you can be 20 off the fence, like you're in the absolutely lightning ground, but if you can be 10 off the fence, that's the, the advantage. It's a good long straight. The lanes pretty much kick in from around the 300 metre mark to the finish line. So if you can get into the lanes, by the time you get to that stage, then you've got a definite edge. A, a race like this, well, oddly enough, Ralph, it's really weird. Most of the times at Ascot, when they come round the bend, they're already three, four off the fence. Right. So it's just going to be a given that the midfielders, stalkers, they're probably automatically going to put themselves in the lanes. 
soon as they turn around the bend. And uh, I probably have to say the only really the on only the leaders are probably going to be disadvantaged. So what what um, what's always a good good line if you if you want to have a look at this given that it's over twelve hundred Paul Lely when it won the winter bottom uh, where was Ben Mellum super wide that really fast lane yeah and that's where you want to be yeah so ironically all the controversy during the week about having to redraw the barrier and Amelia's Jewel ends up with barrier fourteen let, let, let's see if it is at a disadvantage it might be an advantage getting into that best part of the track yeah I, I doubt there's going to be disadvantage for that horse because it's not a speed horse yep so. If it was drawn one or fourteen, guess where it's going to be back. Yeah. If you know, I'm not saying last, but somewhere near there. Nice. All right. Well, as far as this particular race is concerned, fourteen runners, uh, big money up for grabs. They're probably not going to muck around up front. No, they're not going to muck around up front. Good pace. Intel sort of giving a clear indicator that we're going to be somewhere between two and five lengths faster than standard, which is pretty realistic. Could they go a bit faster than that? Nothing's impossible, Ralphie. Massimo can go really fast, so that could create a little bit of extra speed. But the reality is be be ready for a race shape that's going to be at least, in my view, around four lengths faster than standard. Uh, I'm not going to say they're not going to go six or seven. I've seen it. But the reality is it's not going to really make any difference for the main chances whether they go four or seven lengths faster than standard. Because they all should get their chance in the in oh, the grid. They, they absolutely will. All right. Well, let's, let, let's start with the favourite with Amelia's Jewel. So he, uh, she's obviously a very exciting horse as far as uh, you know, still upside. Even though she's won seven races already from her eight career starts, only been beaten the once. Uh, really stamped herself as an elite two year old. But yeah, you know, I was doing my prep, and then out comes your grid here, Vince. And I thought, well, the reality is, what she does have to do is climb past Uncommon James and Bella Nipotina from her career best to date. Now, of course, that's very possible, but as far as your assessment tomorrow for the 1,200, what, what, what's her challenge? Well, that makes sense, Ralphie. And the good thing about this race is, whilst it's a nice, decent field, there's only three chances. Nice. All right. So that, yeah. that's the good part, right? And, <laughs> and Amelia's Jewel's definitely one of those three chances. I mean, the return of 2.9 best of the day off a 119-day break is a really good starting point. If we just look at again, you know, the, the way I like to do it, Ralph, is the typical strategy. What what are you trending to? Last campaign, you peaked at 2.8 and you've come back with a new PB, which is fantastic. So we could sort of say, okay, does that mean you were really rock hard forward or can we just naturally assume the horse has improved? So I've taken a position, the horse has improved. When I compare it to the previous campaign, it was plus 1.5. We're up one and a half from that round figures. And if we go right back to the first prep of minus 1.8, then we could see a huge extension of improvement. So realistically, if we just sort of be conservative and say that the natural improvement somewhere around one to one and a half lengths, keeping it real, this means that Amelia's Jewel is set to potentially run to the plus four range, all things being equal, on Saturday. Which means she takes the power of beating. Well, then then her price is justified, you see, because I, I felt when I looked, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's the prices have changed since when I looked yesterday, which was around $2.90. Is that right, Ralph? Yeah. Yep. I, I was disappointed personally on a personal level. I was 
I was going, that that's that's stupid. But you know, these the boys, the way they mark them up, you know, and everybody follows, and it starts from WA Ralphie, right? <laughs> and the internal guy there, he, he's it's funny. He's not a bookmaker, but it's like he's a savage, right? And he and he marks them pretty well. He's probably marked the horse to its true price, but from a form student point of view. It really shouldn't be two ninety. Should be like four dollars the field, right? Realistically, right. yeah. That, that's my view, right? Because the horse has still got to take that next step, and it's 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 up against a couple of well, we at least two good, really good horses, right? In uncommon Jane's and Bella Nipotina. So, I don't know. I'm sitting here saying could it potentially drift? It's entitled to Ralphie, not because I'm saying it's got a lesser chance. It's just. I feel that it's been scored a little bit too short. Well, Uncommon James has returned in, a, in fantastic fashion, obviously, but uh, really her, his target race to start off with was the Oakley Plate. Job done, tick. Yep. Really good at Sandown uh, when he was second up after after an 1,100-metre run at Sandown. Then went to the Galaxy, even better again. So is he projecting like he's got more improvement or is that the uh, is that the challenge that, uh, well, I suppose at 1,200, his, his career best today is at 1,200. So let's put that on the table too. Well, I feel that's... That makes perfect sense, Ralphie. And again, if I just use the same type of process that I use with Amelia's Jewel, which is typically what I do, if you just go back to the previous campaign, first up Eagle Farm, which I'm with you, Ralphie, I feel that's the horse's preferred distance, right? It came back with a 2.6 versus this campaign, 1.1 above. That That's a clear three and a half lengths. And if we go back to the previous campaign, which is the line of fit that I feel is like rock bottom, where it produced a 0.4 below, it's about one and a half lengths. So just doing that, Ralphie, it sort of does indicate that this horse has got more to come. And from my view, I don't have a ceiling on it, but I have an expectation that the horse has got the capacity to run somewhere around the four, four and a half range. And therefore... Um, probably deserves to be the favourite in the race and is the horse they have to beat. I mean, the, the train has definitely proven to me, not that it has to prove anything to me, well, has demonstrated that, man, they could train. Yeah. And train good. They get this horse on point and they'd probably be giggling a little bit. Again, um, when drawn wide, I guess that gives Ben Thompson options. And if what you're saying is that the field naturally sort of stays a bit off the rails, he's probably gets his chance up front or near near the pace, of, of course, uh, the, the get in the best lanes. And that means something has to, has to really produce something big to get past him. Well, for sure. Probably the only disadvantage would be that I'm not sure if um, you know, Ben is going to have the same sort of skill sets as some of the other riders. At Ascot, right? But the reality is, if he find if he follows the right horses, then well, maybe maybe not the right horses, maybe the right riders is probably more to the point. Then he's going to be very fortunate, and if he's wise enough, he should be peeling to those wide lanes and not looking for inside runs. Because if he looks for inside runs, because I do feel Uncommon James will be a bit more forward than Amelia's Jewel, just tactically, yep. and sometimes you could you know. The opportunities will come when you get to the Ben Ralphie. You can swing wide or swing to the inside. That's usually what happens because they spread. Yes. And there'll be gaps, right? There'll be lots of gaps. Because I'm not saying they single file, but in a lot of the cases, they could be seven, eight across the track, and there's plenty of gaps. Which Where do you want to go? And you could, you might 
feel, oh, well, hang on, I might have to peel out even wider to get into the clear running run. Maybe I should, uh, you know, push to the inside. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. That's probably the only negative I see on the horse, Roth, is will the rider make the right call? Well, you mentioned the market. The probably uh, definitely the biggest move during the week has been Bella Nipotino. When the uh, market's come out at seven dollars, that that seemed very generous for a horse of this talent. And uh, maybe the market uh, the is also gravitated to Barrier Six versus Amelia's Jewel, Barrier Fourteen. But you've explained that you don't see that as a ne- negative for Amelia's Jewel. But Bella Nipotino's got that set the peak profile, and Ben Mellon rides. Who I mentioned, Paul Ely uh, winning the Winterbottom. He rode Paul Ely in that race. Well, it's interesting talking to a few of the serious guys over in Perth. Uh, this is probably more than a month ago. They were very well aware that Bella Nipotina uh, was targeted for this race specifically. So it all makes sense now what you're saying to me about the money coming for it. And <laughs> oh, let's not forget the stable, Rolfie. You happy with them? <laughs> well, you know, it, it wouldn't matter where they went they would make sure the horse is, like, on point. And I just feel like in the wild, wild west, you ain't going to have any problems to be on point. You're just not going to have any problems. That's my view personally, right? So, again, let's look at this horse's profile. This campaign, first up, 2.9 lengths faster than standard, fourth best of the day. In Flemington, the Yeah, Flemington, I mean, that was a fantastic return, right? And then that run of... At Flemington, well, we all know what happened there, right? I mean, they just went at some brutal... They went placid arc speed, I reckon, Ralphie. <laughs> right? It was just something that you, like you said a couple of times, we just don't see that happen. So we can forget that run. Now, the Mooney Valley run, if you looked at that and you say, oh, well, geez, this is not very good. I mean, overall, still third best of the day, plus 2.2. But if you thought of that run as being the preemptor or the, the precursor to this, then you'd probably be smiling, saying, well, you probably want a little bit of a, just a tune-up to be absolutely ready. And we know. I mean, we just got to go back to last campaign. There it is, 3.6. I mean, on its best, right, just of, of last campaign, just a repeat of that run, has you on top of the grid, Ralphie. In other words, it's the horse, you know, with the exception of, you know, of, say, Kementari, an old-time horse, no one's really gone to that level. Yeah. So it, it's hers to be able to peak. And the question is, how much more has Amelia's Jewel got to give? And also, they've got to run down on Common James. It's a fascinating race for the three favourites. Have, have you got a leaning? Have I got a what? A leaning out of the three horses? Yes, I do, Ralphie. Um, you know, of course, I've been crying about the price. But, yep. you know, right now, I'm pretty keen to back Amelia's jewel at this point. Right. But I, I want a better price, right? Yeah. And what I mean by a better price, of course, am I going to accept that price? Absolutely I am, right? But it's just <laughs> not it's not it's not um it's not it's not cool, you know, like they, they don't have it marked right. They should, you know, I'm glad the money's come for Bella Nipotina. Yep. And hopefully it starts favourite or equal favourite and common Jane's tight because that'll guarantee Amelia's jewel being where it should be. You know, I my personal view was I couldn't wait for this race. I said, man, I'm gonna get four bucks Amelia's jewel. That's that's what I thought, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was a little bit hopeful, but let's yeah, see what happens tomorrow. Well, I believe in miracles, Ralphie. Although this one's not really a big miracle. I should uh, just make one comment, Ralph. Yes. That um Ben Mallum's also gonna be like he he'd be very happy 
you know, sitting in the middle of the pack or slightly back because that's when he does his best, Ben Mellon. <laughs> no, no doubt at all. And it, it sort of reminds me, I, I thought on the night, geez, he, he's ridden this a bit soft early. But then, as you say, and, and you know, the speed was insane at Mooney Valley, so I'm not knocking it. But I'm saying if that was the grand final, he probably would have put it more forward. So if this is the grand yep. final, that was the perfect run for it. So, uh, all right, so that's uh, that's Amelia's jewel, Bella Nipotino and Common James, just very quickly. So as for her, is it just a case that she, she's going to struggle to do anything at the level that you're expecting from the top three? Well, just because I'm marking, so I'm marking the lead pack a negative. Yep. Because there will be plenty of pressure, and they're just going to be not in the lanes, Ralphie. Right, and they're going to be the sitting duck to the competition. And the reality is this: with such a long straight, you can run them down at Ascot. Right, I've just seen it happen too many times, and that's the only negative. But this horse's profile is excellent. And it's got a good level of ability. It is slightly behind those top three. And just unfortunately, a little bit further disadvantaged by the fact that it is it is going to be part of that, what I assume to be about a five-horse pack that are going to try and sort themselves up the front. And this will be one of the three breakout horses that I've marked. Well, Kim and Tari won't be there for Maltese with the Master Damien. What have you seen in the Barry Charles from the old boy? Oh, really good, Ralphie. Oh, I can't believe how they've you know they've got this horse going fantastic. His his trial was virtually benchmarked, which is fantastic, right? So he's like right on point to run somewhere, at least in my view, to what it did in October last year at Ramwick over twelve hundred meters, Ralph, which is around that sort of mid two range. Yep. So, and I went back and looked at the last three campaigns trial wise. This horse has continued to go just as good as those three trials. So there's no way I'm expecting this horse to be backwards from that point of view. And, and uh, well, oh, look, I mean, we know on its very best it could be good enough to win. Let's see. Yep, and, and he's mid-20s, mid, mid, mid so <laughs> particularly for those taking moldies. The only other blowout, I'll finish with this one, Vince, that I just want to ask you about yep. because... We had a lot of fun with this horse in, in the spring uh, when he won the uh, railway. We really targeted him properly, tricks of the trade. First up, blinkers first time with freshness in the legs. Has he got any chance of ducking and weaving into the, into the multis at, uh, at big price, tricks of the trade? Well, I, I felt that this horse is a really talented runner. Yeah, like it demonstrated last campaign the three point seven. It's got a phenomenal last four hundred, and to some extent, I would say technically the biggest four hundred. Now Amelia's just got a super four hundred meter sprint, but I would say this particular horse might be better last four hundred. Just couldn't I couldn't line it up on the twelve hundred meter profile. Like every uh, piece of work I did indicated that this horse is. Best is going to be longer, um, and I, I'm, I might be I might be making a big error because again, when I go back and just a couple of month and a half, two months ago, when we we're having a, a really good study of the chess pieces, and this was one of the horses that came up when I was talking with a couple of the guys over in Perth, that this was always going to be the dark horse of the field of not really knowing what do you do with this horse, but. We left it as being this is a horse probably good enough to win it. Um, just a twelve hundred is the question, and so I remain there. And I didn't feel it was worthy for me to pin this horse, you know, on a mile profile. I just it's just one of those horses that 
it won't be in our top four, but if you're doing multis, don't leave it out because I won't. <laughs> You've convinced me. I'm putting Kevin Tari and uh, Tricks yep. of the Trade into my multis with the with the three faves. Let's see what happens there. All right, we'll update any any further information that's needed in the morning. Uh, Ramwick is is our, our deep dive for the meeting, of course, and starting with the all age stakes. They they got two Group Ones tomorrow with the uh, with the Champagne being the other one for the two year olds over the mile. There's a turn up a fantastic race, Vince. Real different form with uh, some horses that have been racing, uh, some that are first up, such as Zaki and uh, and a Japanese runner in ho o amazon so there's, there's a number of different ways to look at it but let's start off how are you expecting Ramwick to play tomorrow with the rail out seven meters well i wanted to ask you first are we going to have the silence in the rain <laughs> what do you what do you mean <laughs> well do you feel that there's a good chance even if there is no rain predicted we're going to be on the right track yeah <laughs> oh, it hasn't been played well vince well it hasn't has it really no I mean that's the challenge, yeah, and, and it's a big it's a big challenge as well. So I'm I'm hoping that I mean I still was like, well, should I be surprised? Like they put it up what S five yesterday, yeah, yeah, and it's only two mils predicted today, and why are nothing tomorrow? Yeah, and so I, I I found I found that to be pretty fascinating that they even did that right. So I, I'm hoping, of course, Ralphie, that we're going to be on good ground. The home straight, I felt raced pretty well on last weekend so that gives me some confidence that really that's what I'm expecting I can only hope right this is what's going to happen so yeah I guess where's the starting point the starting points where do you want to start Ralphie well, obviously, Vince, let's start with the all-age stakes. Group 1, 1,400 metres, and you've got a nice IVR forecast here, plus four lengths above benchmark. So it's, it's, it's saying this is a good standard Group 1 race as we'd want. It really is, Ralph. This is a fantastic race. And there's some challenges as well, right, in terms of who's going to be able to you know, deliver at the 1,400 on a couple of key runners, right? But I guess, firstly, one of the key things that we need to look at is that the pace of the race, and get some clarity around that. Um, well, we know Zaki's typical go-forward horse, but we haven't seen anything of a lightning nature. So it, is it going to be something like Electric Girl or possibly even Bandy Snatch going to sort of set that that mood and the tempo? Could that be a possibility of what we might see? I'd say that's got to be on the cards as, as a chance. But didn't matter how I looked at it, Ralphie, Plus two was probably as fast as I could get the speed, unless there's going to be some sort of war. And I don't feel James McDonald is going to go to war with Zaki, who I don't feel has ever come up this at all, right? And I yeah. know it's had just that little breakaway, but it'll be very interesting to see. But there's been nothing in the trials that indicate that this horse is just going to come back and be you know dynamic. And this is why I feel that James could most likely take the the play of um, if it leads it's going to lead on its natural speed and it's going to be about plus two so that's certainly not quick for a 1200 race no. at Randwick and uh, 12 horse field probably uh, adds to that fence that there's there's no fuel to, to add to the pressure once they find their positions they stay in their positions well this is what happens isn't it Ralph yeah once once we've, we're in that situation I just cannot see uh, much of a change unless Electric Girl wants to really throw down the gauntlet, and that could happen with with uh, Zach on board. That could happen. They could just let's say let's run, and yeah. then 
we've got a big pickup in speed. But what this also means is we've got the danger that at any given point in time, that trigger will come. Uh, could it be after 400, 500 metres, they could just say, let's go? Yes. And in, in that case, it becomes a bit on pace advantage, doesn't it, if that happens? For sure, for sure. Yeah. And and they are definitely going to be in the popular lanes from from where they're going to just sit naturally. They definitely will have the advantage. And the back markers, they've got they only got a small strip because if you see what happens is you might be in lane fifteen thinking you're in a in a, an advantage spot, but you're actually not. You will not get the same benefits as being uh, let's just say one, two, three, four, five off the fence which if you could be lucky enough to be in one of those positions, that's going to be the gold. So Giga Kick, when he ran second in the Everest, this is, uh, you know, comes back to one of your fundamentals, Vince. The lanes don't move. So, all right, it was a heavy track, but it was a heavy track on rail true. Now the rail's at seven metres. Yep. That helps the on-paces as opposed to those trying to get, get out in the best lanes because the on-pace is already in the better lane. It really does. And you've got to now also make that decision. How will kick a kick handle itself in the distance shift yes from 12 to 1400 what we do know is the horse has certainly been trending to test its last campaign pb which is fantastic i love that and usually when we see a big leap from one run to the other like first up 1.6 second up 4.4 that the signs are there should be more to come and all right giga kick handles wet ground Generally speaking, when you have this type of racehorse and just the way it's built, their best should be on dry ground. And now it's just a question mark. Can this horse extend itself to um, 1,400 metres? So we've got Craig Williams, such a master tactician and a, a, a man who doesn't like wandering in big races. Is there any chance, to use the old phrase, no speed, no talent, that he might say, let's just see if I can put you a bit closer than when you're where you're naturally meant to be on the grid. I'd say there's a big chance of that. Big chance of that. Because when you look at this horse's structure, that I sort of mark this horse somewhere around a minus 1.5 to minus 3 horse in terms of one to, one and a half to three lengths below standard is where this horse likes to naturally run and this is over the shorter distance so when you project that out to 1400 meters you typically got to add anywhere between one and a half and three lengths right so i would automatically say you're probably benchmark horse and that's still being in your comfort zone and we've seen that this horse could potentially go as fast as you know two two and a half lengths faster than standard if it was really asked to do that not that i say it needs to do that here no if they do use just a little bit more tactics. And I wouldn't even say you would be running outside of your comfort zone if you were going benchmark. I'd say at 1,400 metres you'd be cruising. Well, And there's three horses of the locals here, that, and it's it's very clear in your early speed edition here. We know Cascadian, Jack and O, Private Eye, they won't be involved. So at least there's a couple of spots that he can, he can be without trying anything. No, no. And this is and this is going to be so, so important, right, Yeah. about – what Craig does, oh, yeah, he, he's in a situation. You look at his Barry and say, "Well, I can go back. Well, I can go forward. Well, I, ho- I hope they do make a decision and put themselves in a forward of midfield spot. Because if they do that, then they're going to be uh, in a great place. A to run down the lead pack. B 
to get one of those five lanes that I talked about, Ralphie, which would make it awfully hard for anybody to get past if this runner gets 1,400 metres. Well, he beat Private Eye in the uh, in the in the Everest in the spring. Private Eye was terrible last start, but on bog heavy ground, getting smashed up early from the mid race. So let's let's put the line through that. First up, Fleminen, New Market, and let's uh, underline what we said about Bella Nipotita in an insane speed race. Yeah, well, we're definitely not going to throw this horse under the bus based on what it did last. I'm <laughs> with you, Ralphie. The first up run was the real sign. Two point nine lengths faster than standard. Brilliant first two sections. Have a look at that. 1.3 above through the first section, 5.4 above between the 8 and the 400, and then I guess, you know, the clear data is showing that it's a a drop in conditioning of the loss of speed at the end. And forget last run, of course, given the nature of the ground condition, and the 1,400 metres is going to be golden for this horse, absolutely golden. And I'm, I'm probably a little bit surprised they can be so generous with the price. I don't think they've looked at fundamentals here, Vince, because let's say last spring, so he was trained as a sprinter trying to win the Everest and he ran second, but uh, 1,400 mile, well, he's, he, he ran second to Alligator Blood and was unlucky at last year's Stradbroke. And, of course, his all-time PB, wasn't that in the, Epsom, in the Epsom? Yep. And when you look at his last two campaigns, you know, on or close to the distance, you know, around that 1,300, 1,400-metre mark, Last campaign, 1,300 metre mark, Rose Hill, plus 4.1, Ralphie. Campaign before, in the Group 1 race at Eagle Farm, 1,400 plus 3.3. So you know this is the starting point for all horses, that you're going to have to have a hurdle rate better than that. And my view is, I'm not saying the horse is going to run plus 5.2, but it's not beyond the horse. But this this run is definitely going to be a high probability of uh, a plus four or better. Got the right rider, I feel, as well, Ralphie, for the way this horse is, you know, races. And, oh, you know, it, what, Brenton's pretty, pretty astute, Ralphie. He knows the lanes, and he could be looking for a Purton-style run. You're referring what, to the Artorius win, of course. Yeah. yeah. That, that's what we want, right? And he, I just feel that where he's situated on three, he's just going to bide his time. He knows his horse has got a huge acceleration. And if he lets, lets it go at the right time and gets a split, he, he's going to be in the finish. And he's a, he's a short of getting the distance and running the number that's needed to win. Jack and I might be having his last race start being a stallion at 1,400. They'd be loving to add a Group 1 win to his CV. He's had a trial since, a, a tick over trial since that uh, Australian Guineas failure when you know he was way out the back and, and probably over-racing badly too. So uh, that wasn't him, but we know what was him, and that's the All Stakes, 1,400, Group 1 win, Rose Hill, Golden Rose, Group 1 win, 1,400, two high-class Group 1 performances. Yeah, it is. I just thought, interesting, the ride... The rider? Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Why would you go on Chad? That that that's that's the interesting one for me. And do you feel, Ralphie, because you're a master of knowing these things, you're better than me anyway, because <laughs> I don't even look at these things. Could this have ever been a target race? I think it was the reset race after the Australian Guineas went wrong. And they said, well, and like I said, because he's a cult and uh, it, it wouldn't be surprising, particularly if he won, that they can say, well, all right, well, let's retire him anyway. But, uh, yeah, I think that's 
the, the target was the Australian Guineas, but they won the All Stakes, and they'll be that was worth a lot of money to them uh, because of uh, the weight for age profile beating older horses. So now yep. he's beaten older horses. He's won a Golden Rose. Uh, I don't think this will add a lot to him, but the, 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 it's sitting there for him to, to have a go at this Group One race. Okay, well, what's undisputed, of course, and we have to pay the greatest respect to, just like we did to Private Eyes, 100% is the right distance. So if I'm looking from a chessboard perspective saying, okay, how do you profile? Superbly for the distance. This campaign so far, it's got a rock-solid 3.8. Last campaign, there it is, Ralphie, Rose Hill, we we all know about that day, 3.8. So we know this horse can turn up and run to that level. That's that's a definite. So I, I do feel comfortable. But we've got to though, stress, though, and I'm, I'm not knocking the rider, right, but he's not Damien Lane. Yes. And Damien Lane is a master of off-pace tactics. I don't think uh, Schofield is, right, when I profile him as a rider. He's more he, – he's excellent and he, he definitely got his craft from Australia about being, you know, brilliant in terms of understanding race pace and being on a forward horse. He's demonstrated over the years that he's very, very good at that. So I just see that as being a little bit of a negative. And the challenge is this. When you're going to get to a sprint – let's say we're going, to, we're going to find ourselves in a sprint home over the last 400 metres, 600 metres, and we've got th- – two or three big finishes, this is the runner that probably has the smallest sprint of the three. Yeah. So that's another negative. So this is why I'm I'm very keen at looking at tactics, right? And that's why I'm highlighting the rider. I don't generally highlight the riders as aggressively, but, but I do in this case because I feel this is going to be one of the chess moves that you need to have on side to get victory. Now, is the horse up to this field? Of course it is. Absolutely. Uh, could it find half length? For sure, right? But is yep. it going to find a half length with this rider in this nature of race and the strips that we're going to work with and the competition? And and probably to back the truck over that point when you said it was set for the race, it's 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 hard to win group one. So if it's not your grand final and it's a it's a borderline afterthought, I'm not saying it's a complete afterthought. It, uh, it it it's always a bit of a different circumstance compared to we see private eye and giga kick on the up. Yeah, and I feel that the, the market's priced that right. Yeah, because that's probably where it needs to be around ten dollars. Now I'm not. It's probably a little bit shorter than that, but that's fine. Again, not that I'm one that you know studies market prices, but for me, it's probably uh, like on the number, right? A little bit like Zaki. They're two <laughs> horses like I don't really want to be with. Is what I'm saying to you. Nice. All right, a couple of quick points. Uh, Mazu, is it a case that the wetter the better, and it's not the wetter the better? No, I don't think so, Ralphie. No, I, I, I this horse has proven in the past that, yes, of course, we've got plenty of uh, profiling on a wet ground and wouldn't be disadvantaged, of course, if the ground was like last week. But this horse is also good on dry ground. And it's very talented as well, Ralphie. I guess the big thing is, can it make that transition? I know it's only another 100 metres from last preparation where it raced up to 1,300 metres, but you've still got to make that next step as well and go to 1,400. And can you bring that 1,200-metre profile to 1,400? Now, it might have been – there's a couple of ways of looking at it, Ralph. Your last campaign, Rose Hill 1.3 got defeated by – it produced a 2.58, the best of the day. But when we break that down, 
there was that mid-race slowdown, so I've got to pay some respect to that. That probably the horse didn't get the most economical run. And who, who beat it? You know, Private Eye, right? Yeah. So knowing that Private Eye is a real threat here and has to come from behind and Mazu's going to be definitely in the go forward and has the absolute right rider for this, right? Now, he just happens to be the natural rider for it, right? But Sam Clipperton's excellent on forward pace runners, understands the timing to perfection. So they get all the advantages from that point of view. So I probably sit here and say that this horse will transition up to the 1,400 metres because I'm not forecasting a race shape that's going to be plus six. And therefore, this is going to be the best chance the horse gets of, of getting 1,400 and is going to be a high chance of... Uh, well, it does have to produce a new PB to be assured victory, but a repeat of last start would get it in the mix. And that says put him in your multis at worst. <laughs> oh, 100%. You know, I, I'm looking at this horse as being one of the three horses to get on the podium. Nice. All right. Uh, Cascadian won this race last year. I've just had a look. Minus 23 was his raw time, so we're talking about a different stratosphere. He's yeah. just a beauty, though. Wet, dry, 1,400, 2,000, doesn't matter. But probably race shape-wise, that might be a challenge? Well, it has to be a challenge. It has to be a challenge. And, again, it's faced with a couple of other runners in the field that have the big sprint as well, right? So you are competing against horses on equal terms in terms of how explosive you are on the last 400 with your disadvantage being it is, it's definitely not easy transitioning from 2000 back to 1400. A mile, I, I don't have any issues. Now, I know it's 21 days. It's from a great stable. So I'm paying all the respect that needs to be paid. Technically, if you're just looking on this, if we just look purely at this preparation, the horse comes in with the best profile, right? Yep. I mean, that 4.9 at Mooney Valley clearly demonstrates that, Ralphie, that the horse is coming in with the best profile this prep. Nash, he's it doesn't really matter where he sits. He back <laughs> best there. anywhere. I, nah, he's because he, he, he's one of the world's best, right? Yeah. No ifs and buts, right? You, I, I just, you just know that, right? But he can only do what he can do with the horse. Yep. And what do you do with this horse? He's not going to have speed in his legs, so he's going to be back last. And he's he's definitely going to have to go for the weave. Or is there a chance that he could be a 20 off the fence? I, I don't know. I've seen it happen. Maybe they're going to test it. I'm not sure. Well, he's tried that in the past too. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, coming from, you know, a camp that are, are brilliant tacticians, right? Yeah. Uh, so nothing's impossible and... They're just as astute as the elite guys would be when they're trying to find how do we win this race. Yeah. So they obviously feel that they're going to be good enough. I would just say a few things are stacked against the horse other than the class. So at mid-teen odds, and I'm doing prep for this. I normally don't listen to trainer interviews, but when it's from another state, I do. And I saw yep. John O'Shea. He's very bullish about lost and running. Basically, the horse had a setback, so they wanted to resume him in the Galaxy. He had a little setback, so they had to compromise and resume him in the TJ Smith and found a bog-heavy track. So he just it was just such a tough situation for him. He's very bullish and said he's got lost and running spot on. If lost and running is spot on, what's his talent level like as a matchup here? Well, we've just got to go back and have a look at that run at Rose Hill back in October 21, right, where the horse produced a 4.3, and that's probably the 
the sign, who beat it? Eduardo. And we knew at that time Eduardo was on fire, right? Standout had been putting in some, you know, some pretty impressive performances. And then, you know, I, I, I... didn't really worry about the rest of the field, Ralphie, about, like, could I draw any lies from it? But why I'm sort of giving that signal is that gives us some comfort that we know this horse is capable of running that. Now, it came off a baseline of 4.9 lengths below benchmark that campaign and transitioned up onto the fourth run to, to, even though it didn't win, that was its peaking performance. The the subsequent run was the victory, right? Yep. This horse is capable of going... Uh, very well fresh. The barrier trial, the last barrier trial leading in, the expectation was this horse should have gone a lot better than what it did. But you've articulated like what's happened. Yep. Um, could this horse go plus four now? Why not? Uh, of course. It, uh, absolutely it can. Knowing that, in my view, O'Shea's, uh, whilst he's come a little bit off the dial for me, right, from where I had him dialed in, say, a month, month and a half ago, the reality is, by and large, the majority of these horses have been delivering and performing to their optimum. So we've got to say that there's no reason why he can't do that again. It, it's a it's a bit of an ask, but it's not impossible. And he'll be in a forward position. And just so I've asked you, where's the Japanese horse fit in? I, I Realistically, Ralph, you had a good look. It's not the best of the Japanese runners that have come by. And uh, it's... I don't like to say these things, but I'm not even going to have them in my multi. So hopefully I'm right. <laughs> there you go. All right, uh, we'll finalise everything in the morning from a business perspective. But that's the that's the outline of the uh, of the big races of the big race rather on the day. The other Group One race is uh, is, is is seemingly pretty simple. Camilleroise go on with its size produce. Don Corleone what, did get a decent check in that run. Was that enough to uh, help it turn the tables? Or certainly much shorter in the market on the day. That's the way the markets assisted how have you assessed the uh the champagne stakes which is actually the first leg of the quaddy which uh, might make it easier time will tell yeah well it's either you go wide or you, or you go thin right so that's probably the the strategy from that point of view from my perspective but i, I felt that don Colleone, even though like what had happened in the race my view is that i felt this horse is tapering the negative and i couldn't see enough to give it any other indication now i've left it there on top by default because i do like to look at the grid from just a, getting a bit of an insight class wise say okay where are we at they're all below benchmark horses so realistically if i had to engage in this race my starting point has to be militarized that's that's where we've got to start right this is the horse that's worthy of uh, being at the top of the market and should be the one to beat. Now, mind you, when I say the one to beat, Ralphie, we're, we're, we're in a situation where you're going up to the mile for the first time. I mean, this horse did produce a 7.1 WTI. It does. It is a very strong signal that the horse liked the wet ground, right? Now, could you just be a mud runner? Is that possible that you're going to be best on wet track? It's possible, right? So I've got to be a bit cautious on that. But then when we look at the, the stable, and even now, you know, like I feel a lot more comfortable with Marrera on board and because he's had a bit more racing and he's done some good things and he's really gotten into the flow, in my view, you know, like superbly, that this would be the, the, the horse you really should be engaging in if you want to bet in the race, from my view. Because 
everything else have to make quantum leaps to, um, you know, class-wise to be effective. And maybe someone's going to jump out of the ground and do that. This can happen in this race. But from my view, I feel the market's got it right. Well, definitely with militarised, they've got it right. All right, well, far more interesting betting races, race nine in the program here. Benchmark 99, uh, Cotel is equal favourite with Tamerlane, maybe a slight lead in Tamerlane in the markets at the moment. You've got Cotel on top on your grid. You just mentioned the John O'Shea stable. Uh, it's had a barrier trial. What do you see on the trial and what are you expecting tomorrow? Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> this is another really uh, interesting horse when I look at it, look at it from a, a profiling point of view. Barrier trial-wise, uh, just marginally below benchmark, which is very, very good in terms of, in other words, what it does is gives me a lot of confidence. This horse is set to return well above what it did first up last campaign, which was minus 2.5. Its peaking run was a plus 1.1. That's where it peaked. And I would say that this horse can definitely turn up and run to that profile first up. I'm pretty confident this is one of the O'Shea horses that um, he would be he would be giggling because this horse is, um, I feel, is going to come back a better horse than last campaign. So I have a high expectation that this horse is going to run to at least one on the bare minimum. I, I, I'm expecting a new PB personally, just based off the trial. To come to play, beautiful. Yep. All right. Uh, so the the, the co favourite, if you like, maybe a slight edge is Tamerlane. It's uh, it swapped positions with uh, two runs with Mao Tai, who's in the last race. How are you assessing Tamerlane? Yeah. Well, can't fault the horse's performance last start. Point five above. Yes, the ranking was low, seventy seven. But you got to come to back to the race shape, Ralph. You're eleven point nine lengths below benchmark. I mean, you just look at it from the run before. <laughs> I mean, complete opposites, right? In terms yeah. of speed, 1.2 below versus 11.9. That gives you the clear insight of what's gone on. But I felt the mid-race move was really strong, around eight lengths. Last 400 was superb, plus 5.2. That's why the horse got victory. This is a runner that's quite capable of running better than plus one. We've got a plus 1.2 from two preps back. So I have a pretty uh, solid expectation that this horse is set to run to that number. And... In terms of like the timing and coming to your top, that's the advantage it gets over the O'Shea horse. It's definitely going to be the rock hard fit runner in the race coming into this race and has to be respected. Military expert, we got, we got to be excited about this horse last spring and really yep. in the end he, he won his first two starts but then his next two, Gentleman Roy form, ran second to, uh, to Gentleman Roy and then ran a placing in the Turak before tapering off. How often have you said that Annabelle Neeson can get him to come to play fresh? Uh, rail, true, I'd probably be more bullish. Now the question mark is with the rail out seven metres, will he end up uh, too far back or is it a case for the barrier that uh, James McDonald will chance his arm going forward because he, he's an on-pace runner? Yeah, I reckon James McDonald will, will possibly chance his arm. Yep. Now, Annabelle Neesham, we, like you said, Ralphie, she's just naturally, well, at the moment, she's definitely clearly been demonstrating that she wants her horses up and running. And <laughs> this horse is no exception. The second trial was the clear indicator for me. And then what was really interesting, when I looked at her behaviour in terms of the move she made, she jumped the horse out over 1,200. I go, Wow. Like, are you – I just said to myself, I said, you must be aiming at a probably a mile race is what I thought, right? 
And there yeah. it is, 1,400 first up. Get it. I get it. I totally get it. And I have no doubt that they probably might maybe go to Queensland as well. So I have high expectations of this horse running big first up. The profile coming into this versus last campaign is far superior, Rolfie. Like, longer break, but far superior. Now, maybe it was the really wet grounds in the trials last prep that is a negative, you know, and I couldn't see it. But this this is clear cut. This horse is coming to play. And uh, is it going to test the plus two? No, but I reckon it's going to test the 1.5. And therefore, what's that mean? It means you, you're in the hunt. And I thought it was one of four horses that's got its foot firmly on the podium of getting one of those slots. All right, and the, and the fourth? The fourth horse, well, I just thought, this one's like one that's really wild and out of left field is Gem Song. I mean, I, I know it doesn't have any love in the market Yep. in terms of like the pricing. I don't know. What is it? It's a pretty big price, I'm assuming. About 20s. Yeah. I just looked – that first up run to me was the big signal, Ralphie. Yep. It's an old horse, but it was half a length above benchmark, second best of the day. What impressed me was this. To come off a benchmark speed and go plus 5.7 between the 8 and the 4, and then even though it was, a, it was a negative taper over the last 400, it was a gradual sustained loss of energy, and that's what should happen for a horse who uses so much energy off a decent break, and then I expected this horse to do nothing second up. And again, I just go back in time. This horse has definitely got the ability to run in the plus one, 1.5 range. And I just said to myself, well, I can have it off the top four quite comfortably just by sitting at around half a length above benchmark. But the reality is I don't want to miss this horse because I feel it's a real threat for a top four and one that I want to have in the multis. Last leg, uh, mentioned Mao Tai. It's, it's, uh, it's right up in your thinking, though. The favourite is De- Democracy Manifest. What a fantastic name. The Chinese meal <laughs> from Substantial oh, right. in the market there as well uh, from Mao Tai. How you seen the last race? Right. Jeez, Ralph. Did you go and do the research on that horse with the name? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll send you the Google link. It's, okay. a, it's a beauty. It's from a, from a Sydney, uh, Sydney, famous Sydney arrest. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I haven't seen nothing in the trials, yep. which is not, I mean, it's, it's not a negative for Waller, right? It just generally means that they're, they're going, they could be going for a building profile. That's that's the feeling that I get. But last campaign, it did turn up first up and go 0.2 above. I, I am a little bit surprised that it's um, hard in the market. Maybe that's a sign of they feel that the, the competition's wide and there's not any real serious depth. I'm not sure about that. I feel there's a number of horses that can run to the plus one range. So it is, for me, I've got it as a sit and wait horse because all the indicators just off the trials and that and just the profile of the horse sort of suggests that you need more than 1,200 metres. And I'm not seeing the Waller strategy. Like I've seen so many times when he isn't sure about a horse, he hasn't wound up ready to go to see like where's their level. And it doesn't. I can't see that in in his you know lead into this race. So I'm just sticking strictly with the the, the standard view and the format that I have is that okay. He might run benchmark first up, and it's too short. 
It, it, it sort of smacks that this is a horse he's going to send to Queensland once, once it has yes. a run or two. Um, all right, yes. so, so Mao Tai, you've ended up on, on top. This is a horse who's got real talent. I mean, he, he, he did this insane uh, barrier trial, uh, what was it, this time last year that, yep. that we spoke about. And uh, But this time in, he seems like he's relaxing even though he's on speed. Yeah, he's relaxing. And see, he gets the big plus. And oh, I just love the rider move. Yeah. Having McAvoy on board can't be a negative. The horse has already gone plus one. Yes, he does have to transition back to 1,200 metres. I don't see that as being a big problem. I just feel that the, what's important for the horse is you want clean ground, Ralphie. That's what he, that's what's important. And if you've got give, it becomes, starts to become a little bit of a negative. Like I, Only because I feel that's where the, the way this horse produces its best. And I just sat back and said, well, the repeat of – what it did two starts back, is it's a high probability because this horse hasn't been taxed. You have a look at that last run, 13.2 lengths below benchmark. In, in fact, I felt this horse only had a 400-metre race, and that was all in the last 400 metres. And therefore, this horse retains good level of freshness. The 21 days is a big, big plus. I'm not saying it was by design. I think it's just more by default that that's happened, and it's going to be on pace. Not a, it's not like not a race that I'm going to go and beat my chest out and say, you know, let me, you know, tackle this race with aggression. Whether I'm winning or losing, it's probably a race where I'd like to see what happens. But if you're in the quaddy and things like that, you want this <laughs> horse in big time. Well, it sounds, there's a couple of headache horses that I'll get to. Firstly, yep. with Hell, Hellfest, she obviously went went amiss last start because they only had the one run. It was a good run behind real quality summer form of I Am Me and Dehorn Unicorn. Did like a trial uh, behind one demon mid, uh, mid-March. Yeah, this is a hard horse for me to assess, Ralphie. Again, off the first trial, the data indicates coming to play with a new PB because it was half-length below benchmark. I mean, its best ever is 0.4 above. So you just know immediately off that profile that this horse is going to test its PB of half above going back to Mooney Valley in that Group 3 race over 1,200 metres where it produced second best performance of of the day, 0.4 above. That's where we're headed with this horse, right? Uh, It's it's just a hard horse (laughs) to fault, right? Yeah. And but at the same time, again, this is just me, Ralphie. Right? Everyone's got their own style. He doesn't fit my pattern for betting. Right? No. That's the only thing. So substantial first Australian start was backed. That's a good sign, and it ran okay. What's your assessment? Yeah, very interesting. From the trial, I was expecting Herculean things to come because not very often you get a plus two out of a trial, Ralphie. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, with the experience of hindsight, I ha- I do know under certain circumstances from experience, horses can be flattened in trials, but usually that's with aggressive speed, right? And they're quickly into the from the trial into a race, and I've found those patterns that, that they're big negatives. I wasn't sure what would happen here. But I feel this horse was actually flattened dramatically by that trial. I'll give you the shape of it. Three lengths below benchmark through the first section in that 1,050 trial. It's only the first 250, plus five between the eight and the four, and then finished off the last 200 metres, 0.3 above. That's a solid trial, Ralph. Like, that's 
in all cases, you can consider that to be a race. So look what happened. It turns up over 1,400 metres and it goes 15.5 lengths below benchmark, right? Which is the first sign of no speed feeling the effects of a, of a trial or a race. And the move in the mid-race, though, was superb. It was around 14 lengths and then the last 400 metres was a plus 4.3. So my only reservation is this because I was tempted I could easily have this horse on top just off the trial, right? And that would make it on top of the grid and the one to beat. And whoever's listening to this, you can take that approach. The only reason why I didn't take that approach is I'm not sure. What what do you do the horse coming back to 1,200 metres? What, what do you do? So I my take, Vince, just watching that, was it over-raised. And they've got this horse. It's its first campaign for the Snowden. Such smart trainers. Yep. So they're saying, all right, let's put it back to 1,200 and just let it relax a little bit with speed in front of it. And that could be the golden move, right? It could be. I'm not sure. But I'm also now, you know, I'm going to take a Ralphie leaf here, right? <laughs> they must be going to per, uh, to, to, to Queensland, surely. Right. They yeah. must be. Got too they, much they just, talent? Yeah, they just must be. Now, because I'm thinking about why else would you do this? <laughs> so is it good enough, bottom line, can it easily win? hundred percent right yep just I'm um, strictly business I don't I don't I don't mind taking calculated moves you know and speculating on things this one's a little bit too far for me to do right from a business point of view but the reality is um, it wouldn't surprise me at all because this is not a, a field that you're going to be saying oh they're stars they're they're, they're just even group of horses <laughs> and the favorites a false one well, this is the other point. So well, I wanted to ask it about a couple of them and then we'll pick up the pace on, on yep. a couple of other races earlier. But just to f- finish with, Blazer Trail, first up, gelded, blinkers right. off, good barrier trials, always had talent, James McDonald, Cameron Maher, David Eustace. It's a, it's a few combinations there. Yeah, Ralphie. Yeah, this one, I, I, I didn't miss it, right? Yeah. I definitely didn't miss it. So I went looking and saying, okay, let me have a good look at your first up profile, 1,200. And didn't have to go too far back. Rosil, 1,200 metres back in November 21. Best of the day, plus 1.6. Can we start anywhere else? That's the great starting point. And, yes, is that a giveaway? J-Mac on board? Surely it is. Has to be. (laughs) Has to be another big plus sign. So I doubt they're coming here to just have a look and see. Barrett... Barrier trials have been good, Ralphie, but and and mind you, I feel that they've kept this horse with you know, they want to keep speed in the legs. All right, uh, we'll talk business tomorrow, but just to give give uh, our, our customers a bit of an overview here, JRA played them surprise in the leg, leg of the court. This is a cracker in race six, but you're expecting protagonist to bounce back from its uh, last run. Yes, I am. I really am, and this is like, and what's really weird is this horse gets the gets the perfect race. And that's probably the big thing for me is this is the right race for this horse. Absolutely the right race. And I like it when I see that because that gives you, A, some good confidence. And we've, we've, we've got proof in the pudding on what it did first up. Yep. And <laughs> look, I, 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 there's a number of runs where this horse went poorly overseas on wet ground, right? A, a minus 31, right? It's not heavy eight or nine, Ralphie. <laughs> it's not. 
it's it's not even heavy ten. It's it's coming back to the schooling that we were doing when they just had a year of rain, where yeah. we could say, well, I've got a new scale. Like we've got thirteens and fourteens, right? Because that's what it really is. Yeah. So you can you can't blame the horse for doing nothing, right? And I'm not saying it did absolutely nothing. It still had a good workout. Yeah. So I expect if we got clean ground, oh, man, I'm excited about this horse tomorrow, Ralphie. <laughs> well, let's right. re- let's let's recap it. Rose Hill first up, point one below benchmark. That's not easy to do. Go benchmark first speed, and then increase your pace between the eight and the four, and go plus two point four, and then you round off. You got a taper at the end. Last two hundred meters, you've gone from one point five to point four below. That means you've lost one point one length. It's all conditioning, Ralphie. And I know when I see that pattern, that generally signals one thing you're still got an upward trend on you but to do that in my view like i wouldn't have been ex- as excited if you got minus five first section because that's what the horse should have done through the first section so ah, uh, this is going to be a very hard horse to beat that's what we like to hear. In yep. the Hallmark Race 5, Falana's the favourite and probably entitled to be favourite, but I suppose I want to add that the horse that we identified last week before was a late scratching due to the track conditions, and it's going to get a better track tomorrow. Good trials from Juan Dean leading in. It's $18. Why is it $18? No, seriously, why? Uh, well, I say it hasn't won for a while, and last prep was unplaced first oh. up. So yeah. maybe that's the, the sort of, you know, the scratching the surface way of uh, assessing the pro- its chances. Okay. Look, unless they know something that we don't know about, like the horses, you know, got severe problems that no one knows about, but they're just going to race it anyway, right? Yep. The free boys, oh, we'll just race it anyway, right? <laughs> the trial doesn't give me that indication. Well, there it is. There's the trial. 0.3 below, 14th best trialer of the morning. Yep. And showed excellent tactical speed, 3.2 below benchmark through the first split which is only 100 metres, so not a big guide. 1.1 above between the 8 and the 4, last 400 metres plus 1.6. That's not a sign of, of a horse going backwards. Almost matched that in its subsequent trial. And last campaign, Gold Coast, second up, plus 1.6. Maybe they're not paying respect to that. But then I go back to the previous prep in that Group 3 race, 1.7 above. Like night follows day, this horse is going to run above benchmark for sure tomorrow unless it gets bad luck, right? A no. lot of bad luck. Beauty, so, what? Yeah, that's my view there. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, so, but we'll just finish with the, your thoughts on Valana. Yeah. He's obviously a high-class horse. That's the horse that deserves to be at the top, Ralphie. Yeah. No matter how you look at it, 100% deserves to be at the top of the charts. Not, didn't, hasn't tried quite as well as some other horses, but the reality doesn't need to. I, th- I thought it was interesting. Nash is on board. Obviously, no negative for me. And you know this horse is a rock-solid, probably plus-one range first up. And you only, again, you just got to look at what it did last campaign. It peaked at Newcastle over 1,300 with a yep. plus 2.5. Uh, again, last camp, the campaign before. This this also looks like a horse that's going to Queensland. I'm, I'm just saying this. I, yep. I don't have any idea. I'm just taking a leap out of you, Ralphie, about where <laughs> we're going. Right? And, I'm, and I am getting excited about what's coming up in Queensland, by the way. So, yeah, I expect a big run, and this is the starting point. That's that's probably the horse Juan Diva's got to beat. Beautiful. All right, well, we've had a good, good chat on either side of the country. It's been a real deep dive. In the meantime, uh, of course, we'll talk business tomorrow when uh, we uh, Vince's final edition of Race Speed Profiles comes out and any further adjustments needed for the Quokka. In the meantime, thanks so much for being a customer of Year Round Carnival.